Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is the English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Ma Qamaru Zamasab Damad Barakatuhum, which took place on Sunday, the 19th of Muharram 1443, corresponding with the English date 29th August 2021. This Majlis took place after the Ishraq Salat at Baytul Azkar, the residence of Hazrat Wala Damad Barakatuhum. Hazrat Wala Damad Barakatuhum quotes a few ayat of Surah Al A'la, Qad aflaha man tazakka, wa dhakarasma rabbihi fasalla. Thereafter, Hazrat Wala goes on to say that the staskia of the nufus, the purification of the nafs, is a topic which Hazrat Mawlana Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to talk about abundantly. Regarding this particular topic, we're going through the kitab, Asharu Kawait Fi Taskiyatin Nufus, and we have completed six of those principles and rules that if we follow, our nafs would become pure and clean. We go on today and we discuss about the sixth principle which the author speaks about and he says it is that close those windows and those paths that would take you out from purifying your soul, it would take you out from the privilege, fazilat and merit, and it would take you and throw you into destruction. Close those roads, paths and windows. <clears throat> so he used to speak much about this, Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah Sahib, and he used to also make mutalaba. He used to engage the students regarding this year and ask from them, are they doing this, are they doing this, that and the other. Allah Ta'ala, out of his fazl and karam, give us the tawfiq and the hidayat that we continue according to this objective that Hazrat Wala wanted from us. So Sheikh Saadi Rahimahullahu Ta'ala says that فَإِنَّ مَنْ حَفِظَ فَرُجَهُ وَبَصَرَهُ طَهُرَ مِنَ الْخُبُثِ الَّذِي يَتَدَنَّسُ بِهِ أَهْلُ الْفَوَاحِشِ وَزَكَّتْ أَعْمَالُهُ Sheikh Saadi Rahimahullahu Ta'ala says the one who protects his private parts and his eyes then he would purify himself from the impurity that the lewd and evil wicked people contaminate themselves with. And if he protects his eyes and his private parts, his a'mal would become pure. His a'mal would become pure because of leaving out leaving out those haram and forbidden acts which the nafs is calling, desiring and taking him towards. فَمَنْ تَرَكَ شَيْئًا لِلَّهُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُ Whoever leaves out something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him something better in exchange. It is for this reason that مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرْءِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا From the beauty of the Islam of an individual is that he leaves out those things that we which do not concern him fuzul kalam fuzul nazar that uh, excessive speech extra useless talk extra uh, unwanted uh, casting of gazes etc i mean look 
When the time of elections come, Hazratwala is quoting this example, he says, look at people, they start, they gather, they find few friends and they start chatting and jabbing away, all unnecessary talks, etc. And they go on for hours, they go on for hours. There was a great Buzruk and Wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was asked, did Hazrat you stay in this vicinity, in this locality? Do you know about this great Muhaddith, this traditionist, the one who teaches Hadith? Did you ever go to his majlis and gathering? The Buzruk answered and he said, yes, I went to his gathering and I heard from him one Hadith. Min husni islamil mar'i tarkuhu ma la ya'ni. Unfortunately, I have... I'm still trying to completely bring myself onto this, therefore I haven't returned. I haven't returned to go and say, let me go and accept another hadith from him so I can move forward. Allahu Akbar. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, where the Sahabi asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, man najat, what is success? In which things do success lie? What can I carry out? What can I do? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Amlik alayka lisanak. Control your tongue. And let your house be sufficient for you. That you do not need to go out and do this and that because the fitnas would be too many. And cry over your sins. It doesn't only necessarily mean crying, rather nadamat. Grief, remorse, regret, and also together with that, to have a concern, fikr, for one's islah. The tariq, this path, is asan and easy. You know, sometimes, mujahadat, they put a person through different types of sacrifices, and he has to do this and that and the other. It is all in order to create this type of a thing, that a person has islah, uh, he has fikr for his islah and he stays away from these sins, etc. Qala <coughs> ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah states وَأَكْثَرُ الْمَعَاصِ إِنَّمَا تُولَدُهَا مِنْ فُضُولِ الْكَلَامِ وَالنَّظْرِ وَهُمَا أَوْسَعُ مَدَاخِلَ الشَّيْطَانِ فَإِنَّ جَارِحَتَيْهِمَا فَإِنَّ جَارِحَتَيْهِمَا that majority of the sins are actually created and come about because of excessive speech and excessive casting of gazes. And these two things are the greatest uh, entrances, the greatest routes and paths by which shaitan enters and penetrates into a person. He man manages to come in and, of course, spoil that person's heart. Now, these two organs never ever get tired and they do not get bored. That's the thing about them. They continue. They carry on talking and they carry on looking here and there and the other. Therefore, therefore, it is necessary for the servant that he is wise. He is alert. He is cautious. He is conscious and he should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects him and saves him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, destroys and brings to an end these avenues which 
take a person to destruction and sin. Destruction and sin. So we read about Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala in his malfuz, what he just said now. Hazrat Wala Dhamar Barakatuhum says that yeah, these people, these personalities were very, very great. They reached high stages. In fact, Hazrat Shah Anwar rahimahullah ta'ala says that when I ponder on this year and look at their stages, when I was going to look at the maqam of Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, these great personalities, and I want to see uh, the, the, the top of the mountain, the peak, the pinnacle, how fine, how high have they reached? It's so high, it's so high. And listen to this figure of speech. It causes my topi to fall down. It causes my topi to fall down. And then too, people are saying that these personalities don't have ilm. Whereas, one of the greatest personalities of Dioban, Hazrat Shah Anwar Rahimahullah Ta'ala, is saying these words of praise for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and the hidayat of making amal on the talim of these great personalities. On one occasion, we and some of us were with Hakim Akhtar rahimahullah at the shore at, of the beach, the shore in Bombay. And you know how it is at the shore or the beach side. Normally you'll find this is a very common thing. You find these huge boulders you have where the, the portion where the waves come to an end, you have a certain amount of sand, etc. there, and then you would find these huge boulders, and then you would find maybe a road, and thereafter, a whole line of hotels uh, and apartments are erected for tourists. So he said to us, that look at these huge big boulders that are here. It is all here, so when the tide gets high, and these waves come, they come and they hit against these rocks. The rocks turn them away and they go back into the ocean. All of this year to look after and protect these huge, great, beautiful buildings, hotels and apartments. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given insan his eyes, his ears and his mouth, etc. These are these great chatans. These are these great huge rocks and boulders by means of which a person reflects the great fitness. If he doesn't do it, it would enter into him and it would be a means of destroying him. Look at the hadith of Rasulullah in which he mentions that when a person mistakenly looks for the first time, Okay, that would be forgiven. But when he continues and he goes on, then what happens? That second gaze actually, actually scars the heart, injures the heart. And we know the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying when he turns his gaze away, when he turns his gaze away, what happens? Is that he gets the sweetness of iman. He gets the sweetness of Iman, nest bimari, bimari adil. There is no greater ailment, sickness, and disease than the disease of the heart and the soul. The heart and the soul. Therefore, the author goes on to say that the, the original asset, the original asset, boon, and treasure is the deen. The deen of a person is the original asset, 
boon and treasure. In losing that, he has lost in this world and in the Akhirah. Especially in this Zamana, where the fitnas, the trials, tests and the tribulations, the fitnas are so much that they are coming down like how rain comes down. And in all of this year, doubts and passions, the doors of doubts and passions are open. Look at this year, that the means of communication today you have, you would find the internet, you would find websites, you would find all these wrong, destructive types of programs, etc. So much, so much that he takes a person on this path and then it puts him into destruction and takes him away from Hidayat. So a person should have good thoughts of people. Don't entertain evil thoughts of a person. In fact, sometimes when you're traveling, you can't even make out these different, different types of bottles. And it actually turns out to be like that. In certain of them, they have juice, etc. And in other, others of them, they have sharab. In fact, the example that is given, that if a person is even walking with a bottle, which outwardly looks to be that bottle of wine, then you should make yourself understand that there is vinegar in that. That there is vinegar in that. Now, the ayat of the Qur'an, which Hazrat Wala Dhamad Barakatum is con uh, quoting, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu jtanibu kathiram minadhan. O you who have iman, refrain, stay away from excessive assumption, suspicion, assuming evil things about people without verification. Stay away and refrain from this. Inna ba'dadhani ithm. Verily, some assumption are sin. Yes, good assumptions of people, however, are encouraged. So first Allah Ta'ala speaks about uh, this staying away from entertaining evil thoughts. But immediately after that, Allah Ta'ala speaks about وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Never spy on people. And the third point that Allah Ta'ala mentions وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا Never spy on people. Never spy on people and never backbite each other. Never backbite each other. Thereafter, Hazrat Wala, Damar Barakatum, goes on to say that in what a manner, with so much of passion, Shadda Mast Kesat, Hazrat Imam Ghazali, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, speaks on this topic and he says that look at the Tartibia. That first a person, normally, some type of bad thought comes to him. Then he entertains that thought. He starts thinking bad about that person. But that eventually leads him to go and spy on people. And then he starts spying. And the minute he finds something this or that on year to it, he gets confirmation in his mind about it. So it leads him now to the third sin. And the third sin is that of backbiting. That what you're talking, I actually seen it with my own eyes. So it starts off by entertaining evil thought. Now this is Kalamullah. Therefore, save yourselves from entertaining evil thoughts of people. On one occasion, I went to Pune. Hundreds, thousands of people gathered. There were many ulama as well. Hazrat Wala Damat Barakatum is saying. And he said, I sat down and I started addressing them. And I said to them, all you people have gathered because you have entertained some type of good thought of me. You have come here to listen something. And to entertain an evil thought that is prohibited. 
So I understand, Hazarwala is saying, I told them that I understand this to be a great a fortune for me that you entertained a good thought about me. Now, husnezan is Mahmood. Husnezan, entertaining good thoughts of a person, is something that is praiseworthy. It is desired and it would lead a person to aqidat, to having conviction and having confidence in a person. And suezan, entertaining an evil thought, would lead you to ribat and it would lead you to destruction. On one occasion, a person was going and he passed a great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who was blessed with the wealth, wealth of this world. So he said to himself, Namard ast aake dunya darad. That this person cannot be a mard haq if he has this wealth with him. He cannot be a dost of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he had this type of wealth with him. So he entertained this type of evil thought. We heard this waqiyah from Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah sahab damad barakatuhum over and over again Hazrat Wala is saying nevertheless this person he said these things it was on his tongue he went into the masjid nearby and he laid down and he fell asleep. He sees in a vision, in his dream, it is the day of Qiyamah and he's been taken to task, he's been grabbed by the hand and he said, it's said to him, you are owing us so much, come pay up now, pay up now, we need that now, pay up. And this very same Buzruk, regarding which he had those evil thoughts and he actually uttered them as well, sentiments that how can he be a saint and wali of Allah when he has so much of the riches of the world? So, that very same wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was passing by with his caravan and with all his goods and money and wealth loaded. Looking at this person in trouble, he comes by and he says to the people that are asking for this, that and the other, that this is my friend, leave him alone. He pacifies them and gives the required amount of wealth to those who are persisting and insisting on their money. He gives it to them. They are pacified. They leave this person in peace and he is uh, uh, pleased with that. Nevertheless, this dream then comes to an end. He gets up with a fright. He immediately makes off to the house of that wali and buzruk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says to him, Hazrat, please make me maaf. He said, what is there to make maaf? I mean, everything is maaf. But tell me, what did you say? And then he said, no, Hazrat, this and that. He started making some type of excuses. In fact, after some amount of persistence, he said, this is actually what I said. That how can this person ever be a saint if he, if he has so much of wealth? So then the sheikh who had all this wealth said or sang the second couplet which reads, Agar darad, barai dosrad darad. That listen, yes, if he keeps that wealth, it is well and good. It is good for him to keep that wealth if it is for the benefit of the makhluk and for his friends. But anyway, this person was, was totally taken aback by this year. Allah Ta'ala bless us all with this great wealth of husne dhan, always entertaining good thoughts of the next person. It is an ibadat on, on its own, just like how entertaining evil thoughts is a sin. Hazrat Mawlana Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to speak abundantly about this. This kitab is so fantastic that we have here in front of us. And uh, I think this is my last kitab that I have written. 
This is my last kitab. Everybody was waiting in anticipation for this kitab. In fact, even regarding the kitab itself, the name that I chose, the Sturu Salikin, Liqurbi Rabbil Alameen. The ulama were so surprised at that name and they were attracted to it. They praised it tremendously. So, look after your heart. Look after your soul. Hazrat Wala quotes the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, inna lillahi fi ardihi awani. Beware, listen attentively. Behold, that for Allah in His earth there are some utensils. Wa ahabbul awani ilallahi ta'ala. And the most beloved of those utensils are asfaha, the most pure. And then the Sharih and the commentator of the hadith says, Min al-dhunub, most pure from dhunub. Wa aslabuha fid deen. And the most firm when it comes to the deen. Wa araqquha ala al-ikhwan. And the most soft when it comes to the fellow brothers. Allah wa hiya al-qulub. These utensils of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on his earth, it is the hearts and the souls of people. Now how much more should we not take in this into consideration and keep this utensil of Allah, our heart and our soul, clean and pure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us this tawfiq and this fikr and keep our hearts and souls clean and pure. Look at how much ihtimam and care is taken at these restaurants where they feed people. A person comes, no matter how wonderful the food is, if he comes and he sits down and that dish and that plate or that glass or that saucer or that cup or that mug has something dirty in it, nobody would ever eat at that restaurant. That's how much they understand it. That how can I even eat food in that? And that is that utensil they are using for eating and drinking. And then what can we say about the utensil of Allah? How much more should we not be meticulous of keeping it clean? On that day of Qiyamah, On that day, wealth and offspring will be of no benefit. Except for that person who comes to Allah with a sound heart. Shaykh al-Hind rahimahullah ta'ala uh, translated as niroga kalb, a heart free from ailment, sickness and disease. Look at the disease, ailment and sickness of hasad and jealousy. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states that jealousy is such that it would eat up your good deeds like how fire devours and eats up dry wood. Allahu Akbar. Regarding arrogance and pride, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever has the atom amount of pride and arrogance will not enter Jannah. Inna lil ilmi tughyanun kama hiya lil maal. The hadith is in Majma'ul Bihar. Hazrat Marashah Wasiullah Sahib used to quote it abundantly, like how uh, uh, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge also has a rebelliousness and pride and arrogance that comes with it, just like how you would find that case regarding wealth regarding wealth. So a person is gaining ilm, uh, knowledge, knowledge of Iman and Islam. But sometimes rebelliousness, pride and arrogance can also come with it. Shah Wasiullah used to also add, and similarly, this can happen in Ibadat. 
that a person is making ibadat. He's worshipping Allah, but that can be a curse for him because that ibadat is leading him to become proud and arrogant and rebellious. Rather, we would say that such a person then is not khuda parast, he's not worshipping Allah, rather he's ibadat parast. Because that ibadat is not taking him closer to Allah, it's taking him further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, in the grave, those questions will be asked. Those questions of that exam paper, it's out. It's leaked. The candidates that are going to write that exam or that oral exam which they would have to answer the questions to, that paper has leaked. It's out already. People have the questions. In the last suffer of Hazrat Jimonana Inamul Hassan, he came, I was present there. Thereafter, Hazrat Wala turns his attention to someone in the majlis and says to him, You were also present there. And Hazrat Ji said this. What did he say? That the chalak, pirak, all these efforts that we are carrying out, it is all. So what can be achieved? So what can be achieved? The tayari, the preparation of the answer of those three questions that we are going to be asked in the grave. Allahu Akbar. Mar Rabbuk. Who is, who is your Rabb? Ma deenuk, what is your deen? Man hadha rajul, who is this person referring to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Why were we created? Wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun. I have not created jinn and insan except that so that they can worship me. Some commentators even translate it or uh, uh, they give the tafsir and explanation in this manner. Liya'rifun, so that they can recognize me. Somebody asked Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an, that would you like to pass away, would you have liked to pass away in in childhood or maybe a bit a little bit a little bit later in your youth he said if you're asking me between the two then i would prefer my youth in my childhood i'm still growing up this and that i would rather prefer a few uh, some much more years later why because by that time i can have the ma'rifat and recognize who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is you know sometimes people make those uh, remarks and comments they say that i wish i could pass away as a child but look what ali radiallahu ta'ala is saying so that i can have the recognition of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now the dua ilahi maqsood man oh allah my objective to he waridai to is only you and your pleasure. That's my objective. That's my goal. That's my maqsad. Muhabbat wa ma'rifati khutbideh. Bless me with your love and your ma'rifat. At least let us read the dua. At least let us make this dua. Success will be in that. We are in this world. The dunya is carrying on. We are going through this dunya. It's not difficult at all. If it was difficult, Allah Ta'ala would have not made us mukallaf and pabund of that. We can all do it and it is simple. Hazrat Shah Waliullah Rahimahullah Ta'ala used to say that one is istita'at a mumakkina, quwwat mumakkina. And the other one is istita'at a quwwat muyassara. Istita'at mumakkina, istita'at Quwwat-e-mumakkana uh, is that everyone has been blessed with that. Every single person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created within him that basic type of capability, capacity and strength for him to do whatever he has been sent in this world to do. He will be able to do that. 
And the other one that comes after that is such a type of capability and strength that Allah Ta'ala gives a person which makes everything easy, muyassara. And how would this, uh, what can we do to get that type of capability, strength and istita'at that will make everything easy? It's quite simple, is that we carry out a'mal and awrad and we sit in the suhbat of the mashayikh, Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Muhammad Ahmad Partabgari used to speak about coal. That look at coal, it just looks like that. But when we make mehnat on it, and we kindle it, and we put fire under it, and then it's ignited, and you see flames. So then, what about insan if he makes mehnat on this ruh, on this dil, on this qalb, on this heart of his, from where to where he can reach? Hazrat Abdul Ghani used to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written us for us a, a two-point recipe, two-ingredient recipe, a recipe that has just two ingredients in it, so short, so sweet, so simple. Allah ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O people of Iman, ittaqullah, fear Allah, wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen, adopt taqwa and Adopt the company of the truthful, the 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 salihin, the pious. So taqwa is with everyone. But how can that taqwa be made easy? Now, Hazrat Wala is saying, I'm saying this from my side. I'm calculating it and speaking and making tashri of the above statement which I just said to you of istita'at mumakkana and istita'at muyassara, which Shawaliullah said. So. Taqwa is with everyone, some basic type of taqwa. But if you want this year to become easy for you, then Allah is saying, Kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. Muyassara is Kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. Allahu Akbar. So entertain good thoughts of people. So many times I go, I travel, you find these titis, these conductors on the trains. They are doing their work. They're employed for that. And they go, they might look so simple. They may look so unassuming. But leave alone their daily five. Their five salats, which are faras on them, leave alone that. Over and above that, they are so regular and pabund with even their nawafil. We have made it difficult. Allah Ta'ala is saying, I have made it easy, but you have made it difficult. Behold, it is with the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that hearts find peace. Hearts find peace. We go to the next Qaeda, Al Qaeda to Sabi'ah, the seventh Qaeda, and that is of Maut, death, and meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanuttakullaha wal tandur nafsumma qaddamat lirad. O you who have iman, fear Allah and let every soul see what it has sent. Ahead for tomorrow. Let every soul see. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, Akthiru dhikra hadhi millad that. Remember abundantly that which, he, uh, remember this, which would be the crusher and the thresher and the destroyer of desires. And that's moat. Remember moat and death abundantly. Moat is that in between thing, that separator, it is between the dunya and the akhirat. 
Maut is that separating thing. It is that thing which it which is between our amal, which we're carrying out here, and on the other side of death, that is the jaza. Death is that in-between thing which is separating us between sending forward our provisions and on the other side would be collecting the gifts of those provisions that we sent, sent forth. Therefore, we can say that after death, a person will not be given that opportunity of making tawbah and istighfar. He won't be able to do that or to carry out any type of good deeds whatsoever. Just like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, mentioned Let me just get that. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَيْسَتِ التَّوْبَةُ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السَّيِّئَاتِ حَتَّى إِذَا حَضَرَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتِ Forgiveness is not for those people who continue committing evil acts. They continue, continue without repenting and then when death presents itself before them, He says now, إِنِّي تُبْتُ الْآنِ That I repent now. So Tawbah are not for those people who continue committing sins. They don't make Tawbah. They continue, continue, continue until such a time when death presents itself before them. Then they say, I make Tawbah now. Allah Ta'ala says in another ayat of the Quran. That ayat, Allah Ta'ala says, قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفِرُّونَ مِنْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مُلَاقِيكُمْ Say, verily, the death that you flee from shall certainly find you. Allah Ta'ala says in another ayat of the Qur'an, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدًا Wherever you may be, whether you are fighting in jihad or whether you are sitting at home, wherever you may be, death will find you even though you are in high towers, reinforced forts. Even if you are there, death will find you. There are many people who leave their homes, they jump into their vehicles, they are in a car, they're going somewhere, and they return wrapped around and shrouded in their coffin. There are many people who leave home and they say, Hey, listen, uh, can't you make this dish for me? I want to eat this tonight. They say to the spouse, they leave home by giving something, some order, or requesting that can't I have this tonight, how I wish to have or eat this meal. We haven't had it for some time. But he returns without eating that meal. Before that, his soul is snatched. Many people wake up in the morning. They wear their clothes. They fasten their buttons on their clothes and their kurtas. But those very buttons are opened by those who are going to carry out their ghusl. 
They do not even reach home that night to take out their clothes and retire to bed, but the person who is going to make their ghusl will open those buttons. Allahu Akbar. Therefore, the remembrance of death is very, very beneficial and it will keep away a person away from negligence. It will keep him alert. It will bless uh, life to his heart. And it will always keep him focused to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will take away this negligence towards obedience. You know, a person should be obedient but sometimes he becomes negligent towards that ta'at, that acts of worship. So remembrance of death removes all those things. Sa'id ibn Jubayr rahimahullah says, لو ذكر الموت قلبي خشيت أي يفسد على قلبي. You know what? If the remembrance of my death, uh, if remembrance of death separates from my heart, this thought and remembrance of death, if it is separated from my heart, I actually fear that my heart would become contaminated and it will become corrupted. Therefore, it is necessary for a person that he always thinks about his own death and after that on Qiyamah that he is going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should keep this in his mind and in his heart. Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah ta'ala says that Ibrahim At-Taymi rahimahullah ta'ala says that I presented in front of my nafs Jannah and I am eating the fruits of Jannah I'm drinking from the rivers of Jannah. I am embracing those large-eyed damsels and whores of Jannah. Thereafter, I presented myself to Jahannam and I'm eating from those thorny threes in Jahannam. I'm drinking bud, blood and pus. I'm being dragged in Jahannam and I'm being shackled by chains around my neck and my feet. And then I said to my nafs, Listen, which of the two do you want? And my nafs said that I want to return to the dunya so that I can do good deeds. My nafs said, I said uh, I can be returned to the dunya so that I can do good deeds. So then I addressed my nafs and I said that you are still in desires and hopes. You are still fast asleep. In which world are you? Do Actions, do actions, carry out a'mal, carry out a'mal. And also say this to your nafs, that if you die on your behalf, who will read salat? Who will read salat for you? Who will keep rosa for you? And who will make tawbah for your sins, your misdeeds and your oppression? Say this to your nafs. There was a waqiya about the Buzruk. He went to this king and the king asked him for advice. The Hazrat give me some advice. So he says, this, you have this Qabristan just nearby here. In fact, I can see it from your window here. Uh, isn't that the greatest advice I can give you? Listen, where's your father? He says, in this very same Qabristan. Where's your grandfather? In this very same Qabristan. So he says, what greater nasihat and admonition can there be for you than the Qabr? itself, the Qabrastan. Huffatil Jannah bil Makarih wa huffatil Nar bil Shahawat. Jannah has been covered with Makarih. 
things which would be difficult for us to carry out. When we carry out these things which are difficult, then we will be able to get Jannah. And fire hell has been surrounded by Shahawat. And we will carry out and practice on our base desires due to which we will enter Jahannam. It's a very mashhoor hadith. Apne kiye huye kaam aata. Apne kiye huye kaam aata hai. Whatever you have done, whatever you have done for yourself, that will be of benefit to you. That will be of benefit to you. Alhamdulillah, Hazrat Wala is saying, this majlis is carrying on and uh, you people are coming. This majlis actually is for myself. First and foremost, it is for myself. Alhamdulillah, you people are naked. You are saintly. You got talab in you. You are coming. But more than anything else, I make myself mukhatab first in this year. Allah Ta'ala keep us on this path and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala make us reach Him. Let us make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala bless us with afiyat in both the worlds. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala bless us. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-afiyah wa dawam al-afiyah wa shukr ala al-afiyah. Oh Allah bless us with this afiyat, peace and well-being, perpetual afiyat. And it is such a great ni'mat. Give us the tawfiq in hidayat of making shukr to you for it. Allahumma iftah li abwaab rahmatik. Oh Allah open for me the doors of your mercy. Oh Allah bless us with your muhabbat, your love your ma'rifat, your recognition, and your nisbat, this great connection with you. Oh Allah, let our hearts be inhabited, ma'mur, completely inhabited with your love and your muhabbat. Oh Allah, take ghayrullah, anything else other than you, out of our hearts. Allah Ta'ala bless us with his love, his muhabbat, his ma'rifat, his, his nisbat. Allah Ta'ala keep this majlis uh, going and let us continue with it. And he, give, he gives this hakir, this humble uh, servant, insignificant uh, servant, the tawfiq and the hidayat of saying that which is correct. ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم بحرمة سيد النبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم